Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. And on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Carolina, and we are reviewing Only One Mistake by Natasha Madison. This is book six of her Only One hockey series. Right? Book six? I think so. (laughs) Like I said that and was like, yeah, that's right. But then, because I'm thinking she was doing, a lot of authors do things in threes, but she does them in fours. Okay. So do you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? Yes. From the Something So series comes, uh, Michael Horton, being traded after fighting with your coach on air isn't exactly a good look. With one mistake under my belt, I knew I needed to focus on the game and nothing else. But everything changed when I picked up my nieces and came face to face with a very pregnant one night stand from six months ago. Jillian, two pink lines changed all my plans. So did the guy that I had a one night stand with, a man who made me laugh and smile, a guy who I called to share my unexpected news with only to find out his his number is no longer in service. Once more, let down by the opposite sex, I figured I was doing this on my own. But one day I was staring into the eyes of the man I hated, the father of my baby. All it took was only one mistake to change everything. Okay, so this book releases January 4th, 2022. Um, so it is brand spanking new. And the tropes are accidental pregnancy, one night stand hockey in a family series. And the put out percentage is 21%, which for a one night stand book, I was kind of surprised that it was that late, but it worked really well. I would agree. I, I think it, it, um, I didn't notice that so much for like a one night stand book. Cause I think there was set up for the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, the part that surprised me was the next time. Oh yeah. Felt like really long. I mean, it was necessary again, but I, but I was like, okay. Yeah. There really was a has huge been a gap. while. It has a been a while. Gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like not so slow burn into slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk characters. So Michael is the hero of this book. He is the third generation technically from the original OG Cooper of the Something So series. And so Max and Allison are his parents. I really liked Michael's character. Um, you, You met him briefly in only one regret regret and they talk about like the issues he's having in like Columbus with his team and his coach and some of like the backstory through that and then you so you kind of don't know what type of person Michael's gonna be is he gonna be this hothead player or is he really just not meshing well with this team Mm -hmm. and this coach and so you're kind of like what are we gonna get with Michael (laughs) I um, really loved his character. He mm-hmm. he is like everything you want in kind of a swoony book boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I also have to like preface our conversation with um, I've read the only one series. Like I'm I think I have one book to read left, but I'm really caught up with that series. I've mm-hmm. never read the Something So series, so for me, no, I have not either. So oh, okay. I thought you had. 
No, um, I have it. I own it, but I have not read it. <laughs> so, but I will say there was, um, but I, you can completely read the series, even though you haven't. Sometimes when you get into second or third generation characters, mm-hmm. you can, even though the author says it's a standalone, it, you know, you can be kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe one, it took me a chapter or two once the whole family was introduced to get everybody straight. Cause this is a big family. It is. But, but, I, th- but I think once I did, like I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think part of that though, is it's kind of hard to figure out who belongs to who, like even like <laughs> reading like the previous book where they like talk about who belongs to who, like, yeah, this is such a close knit family that it's, it's just, there's not a lot of separation between the families because they take right. huge vacations together. They do like everything together. Mm-hmm. Like they have generation after generation after generation of hockey players. So like, it's really like that type of family. It's, it's hard to separate and figure out who belongs to who. Yeah. And the fact that like the, the parents are so close because it's a, a sibling group for the most part from the something so series. Um, and so that is part of the chaos. Like it's hard to keep track of who's who, but I, I, that I had is to write true. it down a little bit. Like I had to write just to make sure I knew who was. She needs to put a family tree Michael. and I don't think I, we have that. No, I, I needed to put who's Michael's parents, his mm-hmm. uncle, and then his sister, just so I got at least that core. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And once I did that, I was like, okay, I know who everybody is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you can, you can completely read it. Just like, like I said, there's a chapter where it took me a minute and then I was on track. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's something too, is I didn't like this book in itself. Like there was a lot of his family and a lot of interaction with them, like going into it, not reading that series. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't mind the, the big family dynamic that was in this book. Like you got- that closeness I, that he has. I loved the big family dynamic because it reminds me so much of my family and my extended mm-hmm. family. So like, it just, it felt very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So let's talk Jillian just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So we've, when we first meet her, she's been kind of put through the ringer with her ex-boyfriend. Like they had been together for a while and she found out like he had been cheating on her for a while. Um, and so she's finally starting to venture back into the dating world and she's going on a blind date, but the blind date does not show up and she meets Michael and they have this, well, she walks up to him to see if he's the blind date and Uh it's actually his first night in town after Uh being traded and he, you know, says no. And she's, she walks away. She's so embarrassed. She's so embarrassed. Um, and her internal dialogue the whole time going through all of that was really funny because, you know, you watch, she's scoping out, like, could this be the person, but mm-hmm. he's, he's wearing a ball cap. They wouldn't like, wear a ball cap wear on a ball the blind cap. date. Like yeah. it was just really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after she walks away, he like, he can't stop looking at her. So, um, and he has a really nice kind of like chivalrous moment where he realizes that she's been stood up. And, so well, he offers- and he also realizes like how embarrassed she is. So he wants to yeah. make it better. Right. But they have this really intense connection, like from the get-go, like after she walks away from, 
the embarrassing moment, but I just love that. Like their blind date meet cute moment. Like they sit and they talk for a long time and then they so natural. It was so natural and so organic. And the fact that like, that is why like we get to 21%, like this is all one night and one date in it, but it doesn't seem drawn out either. And that's one thing I really like about this beginning of this story is because sometimes like you'll read a book where it's a date and it goes on for a long time and it feels really, really long, but this didn't like, like you got to that 21% and you're like, I'm at 21% already. Like it doesn't feel long and it doesn't feel drawn out. It just flows so well. And I think part of it is the fact that they, you can feel and see like how well they mesh together in those moments. And I think the other part that I liked, it was kind of like her, I almost didn't want it to end. Yes, Mm -hmm. she was like tired or like ready, but I'm like, she also didn't want to lose that connection because she felt it. And I was right there with her. I Mm -hmm. want this to end. Um, And then I I would also say that when they have their one night stand, Mm -hmm. which was like incredibly hot, like their connection was hot mm-hmm. there um but I also loved how bold her character was and asking mm-hmm. for what she wanted like she really embraced herself and her sexuality that evening and that was just beautiful on the page mm-hmm. yeah I really like that too like she didn't hold back like she asked for what she wanted or she took what she wanted and And I think it was really refreshing to have that from a female character. Like, yes, she had some insecurities because again, she was supposed to have this like blind tape, but then she met this guy and they had such a connection and were so open and honest. And then at the end of this one night stand that like neither one of them wanted it to be a one night stand and you could feel that and you could see that, Mm -hmm. but then that didn't work out quite right. It didn't work out. No, so they re-meet um, when he goes to pick up his nieces from school. school. And there she is. And she's not happy to see him because she tried to call him and she tried to like get in touch with him. And But there was one moment that in this story that I was frustrated with him because like he said that he, after everything happened, he went to the apartment and sat outside of it. And he did it once. It's like in all those months and you had this connection, you only tried to like find her once. Like I just wanted to smack him. (laughs) Well, and in him like losing his cell phone or like the whole situation with the cell phone because he loses it. And then there was a blackmail thing and he has Mm -hmm. a new cell phone and a new number and all of this. Like there was kind of like a crazy element to this. Like Mm -hmm. if you knew you that all of that happened and then you... (laughs) no you really wanted to like you haven't heard from her and and you want to connect with her why didn't you if you sat outside her apartment why just like and that's said, the thing like he knew where go? she he knew where she lived right <laughs> like and he said that he went and nobody was there and so like he kind of took it as a sign and I'm like no don't take that as a sign you dummy <laughs> go back exactly <laughs> go back go back again and it's like on the third time Although Dylan did tell him that he was being kind of stalkerish. So Dylan is not the voice of reason. Yeah. I just wanted to slap Dylan upside the head a little bit. <laughs> Fuck. But I will say kind of crazy. Michael's reaction 
when he sees her is like, oh my, but then he is all in, like no questions asked, nothing, like all in. Like he does, like, I think he does say something stupid because naturally that's going to happen. But then once he like comes to his senses, like he, he jumps in with like full body, like jumps in, like calls his parents like instantly. And I loved that moment. Like, you know, he finds out and they go, they talk about it and he like, he really just steps up to the plate with it. Like Mm -hmm. there is no hesitation. There's no question. And, and then, you know, this is where we really get to meet the family the first time because he calls his dad and says, I need you down here. Mm -hmm. And, and really being exposed to his family for the first time. Like that's all he said to his dad and his parents jumped on a plane. Mm -hmm. His parents and his uncle jumped on a plane and met him the next day. Like no questions asked, like we'll be there. And then we can talk about it. And that's the thing, like he didn't even give them specifics. He's just like, I need you here. And like, like, and I think it's funny that like his, his uncle also, and like, if you listen to (laughs) his dad, like Max is constantly saying like, he couldn't, he couldn't pass this opportunity up. That's why he came. (laughs) They didn't want him there, but they really did. Yeah. And then there was another cute moment. So that after he had a conversation with Jillian and then he goes and he leaves Jillian to go meet his family, Mm -hmm. his family is like, he tells them everything and they're like, where is she? We want to meet her. Why didn't you bring her here? Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like, they had their moment of shock, but then it was like, okay, we're embracing this too. This is like all in, like the whole family Mm -hmm. was all in at that point. Well, and I think it speaks to the family and the relationship between them. Like they are this hockey dynasty, but they didn't even question like Michael's judgment in this. Like there wasn't a question of like, are you sure this is really your baby? Like, are you sure this is like something that's actually happening? Like, and I thought that was something that you don't Mm -hmm. always get in a family series that like with celebrities, like there's, there's no question from any of them past I past like, like his sister maybe or like yeah. Dylan I think Dylan might have said something but in like they're younger like same generation so like they have a different perspective from it but like that was one thing I really like too is there was never a question from his parents as to whether or not mm-hmm. this was truth I felt like this was more of a family series first that happened to play hockey mm-hmm. that, that that's how they happened to make their money not like this is a hockey, you know, yes, it's a hockey romance, but Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the first level layer and then it's secondary family. And this was, this felt very reversed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was just another cute moment because Jillian still doesn't know who he really is and what he does Mm -hmm. because he never told her, he told her his real first name but he never told a last name. He never mm-hmm. said what he does for a living. So she he said he was a trainer. Yo, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but she's not thrilled when she finds out that he is not a trainer, <laughs> but then she finds out who he is. Who he is. And there's a special connection there because mm-hmm. um, her dad loved hockey and his father was one of his favorite players. Mm-hmm. So there is... Um, a very special connection with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her dad has been, he had passed away, I think when they were teenagers or maybe actually yeah. earlier than that. So he is, 
he's been gone for uh, many years. And so it's just her, her twin sister, who is not thrilled with Michael at no. all. Like he's on Although her shit list freaked, for a while. She, she flips when she realizes who his dad is. Mm-hmm. Like this very opinionated twin sister kind of just gets tongue-tied. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, but one thing I like too is like his Alex is his sister. And so like Alex kind of like pulls Julia, who is the twin, into the fold and like they pull her mom into the fold. So like it's just mm-hmm. been the three of them for so long. But now like they have this giant family of chaos that they are embraced into because of this pregnancy and this connection. But one thing I like too. And you wrote it in our little notes here about how you liked how they were smitten with each other, but they both were kind of hesitant to take everything to the next step. Like, Mm -hmm. is this really how like she's feeling? Is this how he's feeling? Is it just because of the baby? Like if things were different, like would we we still be in this situation if the baby wasn't here? Right. And I like that because it gives you those like natural feelings where they felt this really intense connection, but at this point it's like, was it truth or are we just kind of in this situation because of the baby? But as things progress, like you definitely feel and notice like it had, like the baby is, is a positive, but it is not the defining factor of their relationship. Yeah. It just, it, it just made you give you all the warm and fuzzies, Mm -hmm. um, it, there was a maturity about it too. It wasn't this like naive, well, you know, is he going to kiss me? Or maybe he doesn't like me because of this. It was just that genuine, like you said, is it because of the baby or was this Mm going to happen? You know, I really like him um, or I like her, you know, um, and how she's handling. And I really want to step up to the plate or whatever that is. Um, it was very genuine and Mm -hmm. I think realistic for their, um, age and, you know, life experiences. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And I also loved how he was constantly feeding her. She was always saying she was hungry. And Mm -hmm. like, after that, he was, food was just showing up for her doorstep all the Mm -hmm. time because he was ordering food. He's on a road trip and he sent her flowers and food. He was like, Mm -hmm bring her breakfast they had so many conversations over meals it mm-hmm. was well it's almost adorable. like that was his love language like feeding her was his love language <clears throat> and making sure that like she's taking care of herself because like there was a moment where she, I remember if it was like I feel like there was a moment where she had gotten sick and he like just panicked because he didn't know what to do and he's like how do I take care of her oh it I think it was after after they meet after he picks up the girls um, from school because she gave the girls her snacks and he was asking mm-hmm. her about, um, she was like, yeah, let's talk, but I need something to eat. So let's mm-hmm. get some food. And he was asking about the pregnancy and how she was doing. And she said, you know, the first trimester, oh, I yes. was really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, right. was, I had a lot of um, morning sickness and I had to go to the hospital for a couple IV. times for, for mm-hmm. she was really dehydrated. Um, and she's like, I just have to eat a lot of snacks throughout the day is what it is. And so, um, he picked up on that and, mm-hmm. and it, it was that cute. Yes. It was his love language, but it was also the like perfect way to kind of get 
in front of her on a regular basis in like that safe way like Mm -hmm. you know they were constantly having breakfast or sending her dinner or Mm -hmm. like yeah I love that I thought that was just like it was super sweet and there were moments of like the doctor's office or moments like he there was a moment too like when everything was happening like he got real mad because like he didn't want anybody to touch her stomach until he could do it first and at one (laughs) point like he was he yelled, like basically, <laughs> he does. And then he like yelled, almost yelled to his sister, but he was like, cause he didn't want anyone in the family to touch her before he could do it. Cause like, he's like, that is my stomach to touch. It's really cute. And then, it was his adorable. Reaction, then his reaction when he feels the baby kick for the first time mm-hmm. was priceless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause there was a whole different level of like worry about something. And I don't want to give it away because yeah, it's don't. just like where it falls into the story is adorable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is something to feel that I'll, I'll say that, but <laughs> oh, excuse me. So um, there are just a couple other things. Like there are two ep- epilogues to the story and there is a moment at the end of the first one, like there's, she says something and then he says something. I just felt it was such a perfect, like, statement for like this series and like this family and I was like I I said oh like out loud as I read it I was like oh like that's it was so stinking perfect and adorable and loving and I just (laughs) I swooned a little for Natasha Madison's (laughs) writing there such uh um it was just it was a, a great moment Mm-hmm. And I, it ties it back to the family too. It does. It really does. But then let's just talk real quick about the ending of the second epilogue because it sets up a doozy of a book for only one love. Like there's something that happens and we are not telling you what, but holy hot damn. Well, it starts I... actually at the end of, oh, it's, yeah, it's completely in the second epilogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you get little like snippets of things here and there, because like, you know, something's going to happen. And like, we've t- like, they like alluded to things in the previous one, but it's like, but then when this happens, like, whew, like we are in for, we are in for a, a wild ride. ride. <laughs> yes, we are going down. Okay. So Carolina, did you like this book? Uh, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. Um, I was smiling while reading most of it, and I found myself reading into the next chapter without realizing it. Mm-hmm. I love this a book. I, I think the continuation of the Something So series and this is families like combined with the original four of the only one series. It's a perfect blending of all of these different series. So who would typically like this book? Um, if you're looking for a family focused, like super low angst, there really wasn't a whole lot, um, Mm-mm. which made it enjoyable with just a swoony couple then mm-hmm. pick this up. Yeah. Hockey fans. It's not super strong, like hockey focus, but it is in there because it is a hockey series and Natasha Madison does hockey series. Well, it is a very, very strong family series. Like this, this book is very strong in the family. So would you recommend this book? Yes. Um, I would definitely recommend this book. And like I said, it can be read as, as a standalone, even if you're not as familiar mm-hmm. with the, the family, the extended family. Um, and like after getting to know the family, I'm like, can I be adopted? 
I know, seriously. Can you, can you I just want to go on their that? vacations. Like how much fun must those be? Okay, I have to go and read you this quote because I flagged this quote and I thought it was super cute to, to show you kind of the craziness of, okay. of everything where um, Jillian, it, Michael asked about Jillian, how the baby shower is going and if she loves everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're low key, quote unquote, low key baby showers, like 50 people. And Jillian responds with, I had a feeling your mother's low key and my low key are two totally different keys. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, it was super cute and it encompasses like all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Allison is, she's a lot. She's a lot to love, but she's a lot. Okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at thebeesatbookcaseandcoffee.com. Thank you so much, Carolina, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thank you so much for having me. I loved reading this book. (laughs) Until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.